Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to the Rip City Soccer Moms Podcast. I'm your host, JD. We're going to do stuff a little different this week, so hold on to your butt and let's get after it. This week's episode, we're going to come in in about 15 minutes. I know it sounds crazy, but bear with me. Here's the idea. You got 15 minutes to go to the gym. You're stuck in traffic for 15 minutes. Hell, you might be in the bathroom for 15 minutes a day. My point is this. You can listen to me. You can hear my takes. We'll do this. All right. Let's get into the first of our three topics for today, and that's going to be athletes and social media. I know what you're thinking. A millennial talking about social media just sounds stupid. First of all, don't call me a millennial. They suck. Secondly, athletes in the social media era need to be more aware of what they're doing. Take the national championship game this last week. Athletes balling out of his life, going to win best player in the game, killing it. Having 30 plus points. You know what's happening while that's, ha- while that's going on? People are online going through his Twitter history. And when they're going through their Twitter history, they're finding racist, homophobic, horrible things that this kid said when he was 14 years old. Now, I'm willing to give him a pass on the fact that he was 14 and he said stupid things. Problem is, is that most people in our society right now don't want to do that. So if you're an athlete and you're dealing with the social media pressures, just scrub your Twitter. It's not that hard. You're going to college, scrub your Twitter. You're getting drafted, scrub your Twitter. Or, you know, don't tweet racist, homophobic things at all. I know it's kind of a, like, terrible thought process and kind of weird and, you know, not something people are normally used to, but it's not that hard, guys. Like, it's not that hard. And if you're going to say terrible things, make sure you delete it. Like, d- don't be dumb. Like, j- just just don't come off as dumb. Like, and that goes for pro athletes as well. Your dumb opinions are going to be brought up later. You talked shit about LeBron James five years ago. LeBron's going to dunk on you. You want to jump on Twitter and make terrible comments about some of the best rappers that have ever lived looking at you Lonzo Ball those people aren't going to take kindly to that social media is a tool to connect with the fans but when you're not using that tool in the proper way and instead what you're doing is attacking people or making terrible jokes or giving us your shitty political opinion that nobody cares about then there's there's a problem and beyond that keep your pants on Don't be sending pictures of your gentleman business or your lady business to other people. That's going to end up online. Like, there's there's just not a way for it not to. In the social media era, era, that stuff will go viral instantly. And once that's gone viral, you look like an idiot. There's just, there's not a way to come back from that. You just look bad. I mean, that, look... Twitter can be used as a tool to promote your brand. It can be used as a tool for good. You can highlight charities. You can highlight multiple different things that you're doing. But when you use it for a stupid way, well, then then you're in a bad place. And that's unfortunately what's been happening a lot lately. So let's be aware of that. I mean, we all know Babe Ruth was a drunk. We know that without Twitter. 
we all know Magic Johnson got busy. We know that as a result of the of the fact that he ended up contracting a terrible disease. But the reason, but people knew that before the disease. But can you imagine people like Wilt Chamberlain that like slept around and did all of this stuff in the social media era? We would all know everything. And that, that, that's hard, but that's the reality that athletes live in. Like, when an athlete tries to slide into somebody's DMs like J.R. Like Smith did, we all know about it. And then you become a meme. You become part of the joke. Don't, so for the young athletes, don't make yourself a joke. It's, it's three simple steps. One, clean your Twitter. Two, don't repeat dumb things on Twitter. That includes stating your dumb political opinion that nobody gives a crap about. And three, don't send nudes. Simple stuff, guys. Simple stuff. Now we're going to move on to topic number two in the Rip City Soccer Moms three topics of the week. Number two is NBA playoffs. They're right around the corner. Let's talk about some of the teams that actually have a chance. This might finally be the year that Toronto makes it to the finals. I know it's crazy because they'll still have to get past Cleveland, and I still, I'm a Le, I'm a LeBron James fan. Like, let's just let's call a spade a spade here. I'm a LeBron James fan, but the Cavs are just not great. They're good. They're not great this year. And Toronto did something interesting. They realized that they were never going to have the best starting five in the NBA. But they could have a good starting five. They could have a top 12 starting five in the NBA. But what they could do is build the best bench in the NBA. And so Toronto went out and did that. Now, now that the Raptors have the best bench in the NBA, when you get into the playoffs and the game contracts and things are harder and chippier and guys are getting hurt and they're playing harder defense and Draymond is punching people, like that gives Toronto a pretty damn good shot. Then... The other team in the East to watch, besides you know Boston and Cleveland, who are going to be good, don't sleep on Indiana. I know it's a young team, and I know that like, as a Blazers fan, I can tell you Nate McMillan basketball is like watching paint dry. It just makes your soul sad. Like, Indiana has let Victor Oladipo become the player that he was drafted to be. And DeMontis Sabonis is a bona fide like top tier role player now. And that that's big. These are two guys that got traded and people essentially thought that the draft that the stuff given back for uh Paul George from Oklahoma from the Indiana to Oklahoma City trade wasn't enough, but Victor Oladipo's turned out to be kind of a star when he's no longer having Russell Westbrook hog the ball for f- 30 minutes a night. I wanted to say 40 because that's what it seemed like last year he was using so that he could be the air quotes MVP because he averaged a triple-double while his team was garbage and his, and he didn't help a single player on his team get better, which, you know, is exactly what a point guard is supposed to do. But let's not digress too much. So don't sleep on Indiana. And then the love of my life, Joel Embiid, is, and I, I mean sports love of my life, if you don't like Joel Embiid, then just turn my podcast off right now and then go reevaluate your life. But uh, my boy Joel is hurt, but should come back sometime during the first round series for Philly or the second round series. 
And if Joel's back and he's healthy and engaged, Philly's a nightmare, man. Philly's a team that could come crashing into the finals. If everything breaks their way, Philly is a matchup nightmare if Joel is on. So, like, let's not let's not sleep on those guys either. Over out west, we have our top three locked, essentially, uh, with five days left in the season. Sorry, I said six early, but it's five now. It's Sunday. Uh, and that's Houston, which Houston just, I mean, they're unbelievable. And the reason they're unbelievable is they decided to get and cultivate the best backcourt guards in the country. I mean, that, or yeah, I mean... Chris Paul, Joe, James Harden is the best one-two punch in basketball right now. And <coughs> ooh, even I sneeze thinking about James Harden being good. But James Harden and Chris Paul are the best pack court in basketball. And that's why they're the number one seed. Interestingly enough, I would make an argument that the number two backcourt would be Damon CJ. I know I'm a Blazers fan, but they're amazing together. And they've made that step this year. Now that they both are playing defense and they both can defend at least at an average rate, that adds a whole new dimension to them as, as a point guard, shooting guard tandem that we haven't seen in the past. And they're coming in as the three seed. And then the number two seed is Golden State, which has what I would say is the third best backcourt guard combo in basketball with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. But like that, think about that for a second. The top three seeds in the West, which is the best conference, which would always has the best teams in basketball, have the three best one-two guard lineups in basketball. It's a it's a guard dominated game now, and you have to have two good guards to compete. And when you have two good guards that can compete, you can build the rest around it. And that's what these three teams in the West did, and they did well. The, the biggest question mark going into the playoffs left is, is Minnesota going to be the eighth seed or is Denver going to be the eighth seed? Those like six, seven, eight in the West can interchange a lot. We know that the Spurs for the first time since the 96-97 season aren't going to win 50 games, which is insane. That's a, But they're going to make the playoffs. Is Kawhi going to play? What's going to happen with Kawhi in the offseason? The playoffs are right around the corner and they have big question marks. If you want my prediction... Uh, the, the series I'd like to see would be Portland, Philly in the finals. I'm not going to bet against Philly this year when a team from Philly won the national championship in college basketball and a team from Philly won the Super Bowl. Uh, but realistically, I think it's going to be Houston and I think it's going to be Cleveland. Like I, I wouldn't put money on it. It's just a gut feeling that I think Cleveland is still Cleveland. And I, I just can't can't roll with Toronto too much. I just don't trust them. There's just the years and years of disappointment with Toronto. Uh, so let's move on really quickly to three. The third topic for Rip City Soccer Moms this week is last night. It was NXT TakeOver New Orleans. It's WrestleMania weekend. Today is WrestleMania. That's why we're doing this podcast early in the morning. Uh, there's a problem when the WWE has their four big pay-per-views a year. WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble. And they always have the NXT takeovers before those events now. And in a lot of ways, the NXT takeover events are better than what's going to be put on the next day. So those happen on a Saturday. And then on Sunday, the match caliber won't match what's happening on Saturday. 
So for those of you who aren't big pro wrestling fans, uh, but are basketball fans, because this is predominantly still going to be a basketball podcast, is imagine if the G League was putting on an exhibition before an NBA Finals game, and the G League game was significantly better with significantly better athletes that are telling a significant that are playing a more interesting game, and then you'll get the NXT conundrum with the WWE, and that's I mean. That's hard. Well, I don't know what the WWE does. Like they're trying to fix it on the main roster, but it's just not working. The stories they're telling are stale. They're not working at the rate that these younger guys are, and some of these guys aren't even that young. They're like Ricochet deb- debuted last night and did crap that nobody's ever seen in the WWE. But he's not a young guy. He's in his thirties. He's just been around the world, and he just wasn't on their radar. And so. How do you fix that problem? I'm not sure. I'm just saying that there's a problem there and we need to acknowledge that. We need to acknowledge that that ladder match last night is in contention for a match of the year. It was amazing. And I'm failing to see anything on the on the WrestleMania card today that could match that. And that that's scary. I mean, I say that as a fan who's going to sit my butt in front of the TV starting at 2 o'clock watch the two-hour pregame, and then watch the four-hour pay-per-view. So I'm committing six hours to watching this today. But it's just hard sometimes when you're like, hey, the NXT, like, the NXT game would, like last night was significantly better. So my thought process is, is we need to start working matches like we work, or at least work WWE matches like we work NXT matches. So anyways... Those were my three topics for today. Today is WrestleMania. I'm going to speed round, hit you with everybody I think is going to win. And then uh, next week, I'm going to have a special guest, Big Mike, and we're going to recap everything that happened at WrestleMania. So let's go down through it. Battle Royales, nobody gives a crap about. Cruiserweight, nobody cares. Let's get to the main card. Uh, I'm going to take Rusev. It's Rusev Day. Day. He's going to win the United States Championship. Uh, In the tag team match, give me Braun Strowman for Raw. And whoever his partner is, give me the Usos in the other one to defend their title. Uh, in the women's match, give me uh, give me my girl Asuka to win. Uh, big titles. Uh, I'm going to go with AJ Styles. I'm going to go with uh, Roman Reigns, even though nobody wants that. And uh, yeah, so we'll break down everything on the card next week. But uh, thanks for joining us again for Rip City Soccer Moms. And uh, enjoy the 15 minutes that you've got to work out and do everything you need to do. 